In the coffee hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Thursday, May 30th. Uh, we get a scoop today. We get to check in with our friends from the Office of International Mission, see what's going on in uh, LCMS mission work around the world. And uh, such a joy to have in studio this morning the Reverend Daniel McMiller. He's director of LCMS Office of International Mission. Dan, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. And also joining us in studio this morning, Mr. Christian Belkey's Associate Executive Director for St. Louis Operations, the LCMS Office of International Mission. Did I get all that right? <laughs> yeah, you sure did. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for a having me. A lot of words. Practiced it a few times. <laughs> That's the abbreviation. <laughs> I feel like you need an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad to have you all in studio this morning, and, and would love to uh, to share with our listeners just the uh, you know the, an update on what's going on in international mission around the world. I know that that both of you have been traveling to um, and and constantly connected with our missionaries as well, uh, thanks to great service on the internet as well to mm-hmm. to be able to have those face to face meetings with our, our missionaries and uh, regional directors and and know what's going on. So, what's the what are the different regions in which LCMS International Mission is is working today? We have approximately 120 missionaries, uh, most of them career, uh, about 20-some that are two-year terms of service, which we've used the term GEO, Globally Engaged in Outreach title, but it's basically a shorter term of service for people right out of college or maybe uh, post-retirement. But we have people in Asia, um, South Asia, East Asia, Central Asia, Europe, Africa, East and West Africa, and throughout Latin America, spread across, um, we're spread across the globe, <laughs> about 100, 120 households. And it hit me the other day, that's the size of about a district. The problem is it's in 30-some countries and probably working in a non-geographic district. Yeah. And, yeah, a non-geographical, <laughs> non-geographic district, you bet. I saw some pictures on uh, the, the Latin America Caribbean page, uh, I think just this week, that there, there's been a lot of exciting things happening happening down there what what are some of the, the things happening down yeah, in America? I was just there for um we had a, a meeting a very important meeting there uh at at uh, mutual agreement uh, I asked uh, pastor Bob Zagor the executive director of national mission and and Dr. James Bonick the director of pastoral formation to come down and and along with Pastor Ted Cray, the regional director, Dr. Art Just, the associate executive director. He's in charge of Latin America region, uh, helping fill in a position that I used to hold, and, <laughs> and he's doing it so ably since he's been long associated with Latin America. He's half-time. But we were there to talk about uh, how the progress, significant progress that's been made in the Central American region or Caribbean region and parts of South America, particularly Peru and Bolivia of late, how can we utilize some of that forward momentum and alignment between all of our partner churches and pastoral formation and a lot in the area of um, of resources? And then also our missionary expertise and the relationships we have with all of these church body leaders, how can we perhaps serve the second largest Spanish-speaking country in the world more effectively in its own Hispanic outreach, namely the United States of America. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we had some meetings on that. And then there was a a workshop, a theological workshop, a symposia to address suffering. Mm -hmm. And, And it was very well done. We had presenters from Latin America and from the United States and talked a great deal about uh, with with great presentations on the church 
suffering throughout the ages and what does scripture say to that what does the early church what did the reformation say to that and so that was done at the seminary the new seminary complex it's very small and quite humble quite frankly uh in uh, palmar arriba outside of santiago dominican republic and there were about gee 40 latin american church bodies represented plus about 15 seminarians it was very exciting and there was a there was a graduation that happened the first graduates of the seminary in that um, seminary in Santiago, which is a new venture, but going quite well, mm-hmm. quite well. So yeah. <clears throat> that's, you know, there are about 500 million Spanish-speaking people in the Western Hemisphere, 500 million, and we haven't had a new seminary in 60 years, and we've lost some seminaries in the process. So this is long overdue to have an additional Spanish-speaking seminary. I commend everyone who's been involved in that task. Yeah. And the cooperation we've had with both both of our seminaries here in the United States in that venture. So things are going well, it sounds like, in, in Latin America and Dominican Republic. Definitely, uh, we see a lot of activity and, and uh, just great growth there. Yeah, it you know, it growth in terms of outreach, evangelism, catechesis, mm-hmm. church planting, that takes a long time mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. the attraction uh, on that. You can't send a person in and overnight plant a church. Uh, so, but we're seeing traction, not only in the Dominican Republic, but places like Peru, uh, partnerships, new partnerships in Bolivia, Belize is new, and then our existing partners, whether it's Venezuela, which is going through great suffering and in need of our mercy support, Mexico, tremendous growth around the border, and we've been working hard on trying to bring the Mexican churches all along the American border, as well as in the Distrito Federal down in, they call it DFA, the uh, Mexico City, bringing them into alignment and working together more effectively and having a common route to ordination. So there's wonderful things occurring, uh, and, and I'm sure I'm leaving out many things. Mm-hmm. Well, and that really highlights the uh, <clears throat> the generational aspect of the work, uh, something that we've been talking a lot about lately. Um, whether whether we're in the midst of recruitment or orienting new missionaries, um, this this doesn't happen overnight. And um, and the work uh, of one family and one household on the field contributes to um, that generational length of the work. And as we as we look back at the years and history. Um, that allows us to look forward and see what's possible as well um, as we continue to. Uh, proclaim the gospel around the world. Let's uh, head over to Africa and mm-hmm. the work happening in Africa. We just have uh, just a few, about four <laughs> minutes left. Uh, oh I know. What's I uh, prepared. Tell, tell us about the, the, the work happening in, in Africa today. Well, uh, real quickly, uh, East and West Africa, do, uh, we do have new relationships with smaller church bodies that are coming to us, many, whether it's Rwanda, Tanzania, um, um, Malawi and, and other countries, South Sudan. But uh, in West Africa, the biggest challenge we have right now in Francophone Africa is probably the Democratic Republic of the Congo, formerly Zaire. And that country, boy, if you Wikipedia that, it's mm-hmm. uh, I've been reading a book on the history of Africa. It's very war-torn and it's feel, still very dangerous. But there are about possibly... 10 Lutheran church bodies in that country, and it's, it is a country we can't access as Westerners. So we are sending, um, in a matter of days, a delegation of Congolese men 
who have um, become members of our clergy roster. One's a vicar in the EIIT program here in St. Louis. The other one's an ordained pastor with whom I worked in South Wisconsin. I helped him through his route to ordination, and he's planting four Francophone churches in Wisconsin. But (laughs) both of these men have family in the interior of the DRC, Hmm. and they're going to help us uh, develop some of the relationships there. We can't go simply because of dangers. The last time Pastor Gary Schulte and his wife Steph were there, they narrowly avoided kidnapping and and then there's also just a lot of disease and 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 uh it's very very um remote where where the main work has to be done and west africa is a continual trial because there's wonderful opportunities but we have and christian talked this the challenge of, of safety yeah christian's worked on that a lot yep <clears throat> you know Wanting to go to the ends of the earth and yet uh, care for and and um, understand the, the safety concerns for your people and um, balancing that tension and and praying for wisdom as as we make decisions about where to send people and and what work to engage in. Yeah, absolutely. So we have uh, a little under two minutes left. <laughs> uh, uh, what what's happening in uh, in Europe and uh, and maybe Asia? Well, Baltic states are hopping. Um, the the church in outside of St. Petersburg or the seminaries in Koltyshe, the Ingrian Lutheran Church of Russia, mm-hmm. um, they recently separated from the LWF, but we have missionaries there. And, and Dr. Charles Courtright, uh, Pastor Jerry Lawson soon to join there, Alyssa Anders and... Uh, Sarah, Sarah Harms, Harms mm-hmm. teaching ESL, the the two ladies doing great work. But we have a wonderful relationship there and, and, and building up that seminary. Also in Latvia, in Riga, uh, the church there, church body there has um, about 280 congregations. It is the, the church wow. of the country, about 250,000 members. And, and Bishop Bonnogs there is Mm-hmm. Ask it for, ask for our help. So we have Dr. John Bombaro, his wife Melinda. They're going there to teach at the seminary. And believe it or not, in Riga, Latvia, that's an English-speaking seminary. Oh wow! So we have new ventures there, and then Lithuania has come a long way. We have a wonderful relationship there. So if you go from uh, Latvia, Lithuania, into outside of Saint Petersburg, there's a lot of new momentum and movement, and we're thankful for that. And 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 men and women willing to serve there. How can we follow what's going on in international mission? Well, um, many missionaries have newsletters, and you can visit us at international.lcms.org as well for uh, news stories and updates about the work that's happening around the world. The Reverend Daniel McMiller, Director of LCMS Office of International Mission, Mr. Christian Belke, LCMS Office of International Mission Associate Executive Director. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thank Thank you. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.